Hello, this is Mike. Hi, Mike. This is Lucia. <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's going good. How are you? Fantastic. The sun is actually shining here in Seattle this morning or this afternoon. So, yeah, man, life is good. Uh, no way. I was going to rub it in your face that the sun is shining here in sunny Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> to the surprise of exactly nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Cool, man. All right. Well, let me do a uh, quick reset here, and we will just jump in, and we'll uh, we'll get to as much as we can in the time that we've got. Yay. So excited. <laughs> Very cool. I love it. Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host, and my guest this week has been on a couple times in the past. Uh, first, talking about uh, when she came up to Seattle to play Crackle Fest. That was a really fun show, and Crackle Fest 10 will be coming up uh, soon. Um, and then we also talked about her uh, deeply personal story that she wrote in the now award-winning uh, graphic novel anthology, Where We Live, from Image Comics. And uh, um, I think we talked a little bit about um, uh, the story and all we ever wanted, but now we're uh, we are talking about the follow up to her 2016 full length album Radio Silence. It is a new album uh, called Best Friend Forever, and now after a very successful Kickstarter campaign, it is out there for you to enjoy and purchase and share and enjoy. And uh, and I got Lucia to uh, join me for a couple minutes to chat about kind of kind of where life has been and we'll talk about the new album uh, Lucia Fasano welcome back to Mike Cyber Radio Ooh, thank you for having me <laughs> I can't believe how uh how much we've been through. Oh, yeah. I mean, because I mean, I want to say the last time that we actually spoke, it was before um, All We Ever Wanted actually came out. Um, you, you gave us uh, like, you know, a couple uh, juicy exclusive previews of it. But we uh, we spent most of our uh, time talking about uh, where we live and and your story in that. Um, but hey, I, I just I've just now realized since we haven't really talked a lot in person uh, before we talk about your brand new album, Best friend forever um i want to say uh congratulations on your recent engagement that's awesome oh thank you so much <laughs> uh it <laughs> um it, yeah it definitely it had been nine years of dating um and nine years of playing music together and doing comedy together and everything so um it wasn't surprising to anyone it was definitely like it's about time and uh, it's 
So very excited. <laughs> well, we're all uh, definitely excited for you and your uh, your partner, Kyle McCormick. Um, so, yeah, that's a uh, that's really, really cool. And with that. Um, so recently, uh, both of you, uh, you and Kyle, uh, made an, a, a sojourn, an adventure uh, to uh, San Francisco for uh, uh, SF Sketchfest is kind of like a uh, spec script reunion, right? Yeah, it was it was so much fun. We met up with Chris, who you've had on the show before, mm-hmm. um, and we did, uh, you know, like we we went to some ske- uh, Sketchfest shows, but we were also just kind of like reveling and being back together. And then um, we also had Shane Hosey, one of the hosts of Sexcraft. He came, and we, uh, you know, saw the Golden Gate Bridge, and we ate burritos, and. Uh, <laughs> Gave Shane the nickname Hangbrain Shane. Okay. And then also Galaxy Hangbrain, Galaxy Brain Shane. Oh no! Um, so it was a it was a crazy wild weekend. Um, but yes, we did do the Spectrip podcast live, which should be coming out, you know, pretty soon. Soon. <laughs> um, there was half of it was a party of five episode. Uh, and written by San Francisco comic Natasha Muse, and then the other half was my Starsky and Hutch episode because I've not seen Starsky and Hutch. I have seen the Ben Stiller movie. Okay. So I sort of used it. It's very. It there's really not any bit of that movie in, in it, uh-huh. but I definitely I used it so I wouldn't have to like. I knew there was Starsky and Hutch and Huggy Bear. Uh, was a pimp, which I now learned was actually a bartender in the show. Um, but in my script, Huggy Bear is a real pimp and a real bear. <laughs> I love so, it. <laughs> you know, and and so it's very fun. Awesome. That that's really cool. We'll uh, look forward to that particular episode of the Spec Script podcast. And as a, just a, a quick reminder <laughs> for folks, uh, Spec Script is a show. It's a live podcast show where a comedian writes an episode of a television show that they have never seen before, and then a, a group of awesome uh, comedians and and other types get together and read the script out loud in front of a live audience for folks to see. And I and I mentioned that. At Lucia, because I'm I'm super excited because I I don't know if it's uh, been formally formally announced yet, but uh, uh, Chris Hotomy is bringing Spec Script uh, to the Seattle area. We are doing a show on uh, February first at a at a um, Ren Fair out at the Linwood Convention Center, and um, everybody's favorite podcaster gets to be uh, one of the script readers. So I, I get to make my sp- oh my god. I get to make my spec script debut. Um, I have no idea what the episode is yet, or really anything about it. But I am, I am as I as I wrote in uh, to my message to Chris. I'm like, I am down to clown. I will be there. You have a great voice. You're going to be so good on spec script. Thank you. Oh I, I'm really excited for the opportunity because I, you know, I've uh, really latched onto the show. Um, actually, you know, since since you and I had that first conversation uh, well over a year ago, I'm like, this is something really cool. So. You know, as uh, as as we've heard, I've had Chris on a couple times at this point, and yeah, I'm just I'm I, I'm excited to be a part of the Spec Script family. That's uh, that's really cool. Oh, we're so excited to have you. 
<laughs> Very cool. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about the new album, uh, "Best Friend Forever." That is available wherever you can get your digital musicas, and uh, um, I got my copy off of Bandcamp as well as uh, through uh, my successful uh, uh, Kickstarter rewards. And um, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. It was, it's literally my pleasure. I I I you know <laughs> I I was I'm just I'm very excited to support your music because I just I. Um, I just like it so much, and uh, and and it's interesting because like oh, I was going to transition into, um, it, it's it, it's kind of interesting my level of enthusiasm, our level of enthusiasm for this project because really the album itself, the 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 content, the vibes, it's really quite melancholy. Um, you know, as I as I put out in a in a post earlier, you know, it's it really just kind of uh, reaches in and gives you the them feels. It's it's haunting. It's heart wrenching. It's aching. And it's uh, but but I can't get enough of it. It, it really it really speaks to me. And I hope uh, um, folks uh, uh, vibe that way as well. Thank you. I, I love to hear that. I mean, it's funny because like it's definitely my goal to uh, make people feel things, make them sad, also make them happy. But, um, you know, it's also a lot of the songs on this album were written, um, you know, a little or some of them were written completely on the spot, sort of stream of consciousness. So it's like I don't necessarily have a goal when I when I start out with it. And so the fact that, um, you know, my mom <laughs> describes my music as like music to kill yourself to. Um, <laughs> but it's like... <laughs> Um, you know, sometimes I think that I'm writing something really happy and then it's like, oh, that's, that's pretty dark. But then other times, you know, I I don't know what's going to be, um, what someone has a lot of fun with. And so, um, you know, it's been really, it's like, I had a plan for bringing the whole record together, having that sort of like, what happens when you have a friend break up? What happens when you're, um, you know, a modern girl living in, uh, living in the, uh, in the new world and dealing with social media and dealing with friends and dealing with tragedies. And, um, but you know, it wasn't fully formed. It had to, you know, the one uh, song, the doom from the album that was actually recorded later in, um, in California. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then like the, this is fine song was originally written for the, um, dog songs album. Yes. (laughs) That was a charity record put out, um, with a bunch of great people and, so it really was um, all just sort of uh, came together. It, it wasn't like there was a, a broad framework, but then it all sort of shaped itself, which is really mm-hmm. cool. Awesome, and you know, I, I I I happen to have the band camp up, and you've uh, you've got the description as a folk influenced indie rock opus about rebuilding after friend breakups and loss in the digital age, and I I think that's that's very apt because really this uh you know when when I've talked about the album I I kind of talk about it in broad strokes as just kind of being about loss. And mm-hmm. and, you know, there there's uh, there's definitely a lot of that. I mean, especially in the leadoff track uh, check in, you know, which is um, uh, explicitly about um, about your father and and your experience going forward uh, from that. You know, it's uh, you know, so when when I talk about kind of like, you know, heart wrenching that that's kind of what I mean. You know, it's very sweet, but it's also very melancholy as well. And and I, th- I think that's kind of the best way I can describe my uh, uh 
my relationship with your music, but but there's um I mean the, there's other varieties of songs as well that kind of cover kind of that gamut of just kind of like um I, I guess I'll just call it vague loss for for back of uh, for lack of better term. <laughs> yeah, thank thank you. I mean, because it's definitely um you know what I'm going for, and I think it you know with the first record with Radio Silence. Um, I was much younger when I wrote a lot of those songs, mm-hmm. and a lot of that was about that pre-fear of loss, um, that, you know, worrying about my dad because he yeah. was sick, worrying about, um, you know, the future and the world and all that stuff. It was all that worrying. And so this album is uh, sort of about grappling with, you know, um, like the, the time that has passed after loss mm-hmm. and... Um, you know, sort of that, like, there's almost the seven stages of grief because it, it does have losing your best friend, being a family member, being someone you love, yeah. but then also losing a friend. Um, you know, I, I went through some friend breakups in Portland, mm-hmm. and part of what my song, Lose a Friend, which comes a couple of tracks after the first one, mm-hmm. um, is sort of about, like, hey, it sucks so hard to lose someone to death that when you're watching someone you love become addicted or pull away from you yeah. or getting into a bad scene it's like hey you're still alive you're still here we you know like there's no reason for us to be apart there's no reason to um you know to lose each other because you're right here and kind of dealing with not being able to control who is in my life or not mm-hmm. um, through through friendships. Like the idea of, oh my gosh, you're still alive, you're still here, but I can't message you on Facebook. You know what I mean? Or yeah, like, yeah. I can't. Um, and and that that's mourning something, mourning someone who still lives in the same city as you um, because of what you've been through and that you can't see them anymore or you or seeing them hurt you um, and sort of juxtaposing that with losing my dad and just that mm-hmm. feeling of like, um, like in the song, lose a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, when I'm talking about not wanting to lose a friend is also like, you know, I just lost my best friend. I just lost my dad. I can't lose anybody else. Um, but, but I realized as I was, you know, making the album that so much of it is about acceptance. Um, so I want people to feel some level of acceptance and relatability about, you know, friendships changing, time changing. So like in you feel a lot of my anger and rage and sadness. Yeah. But there's ultimately acceptance and that's kinda why I wanted Check In to be the first song mm-hmm. because that song is sort of like a letter about it's like a letter to my dad and a letter about accepting, you know, this is just the way it is. And everyone kind of rebuilds and moves on so it's it's melancholy but it's also supposed to be a little triumphant yeah you know what i mean yeah i i know exactly what you mean because you get to the end of that of that track you know after i mean because it 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 turns incredibly angry towards the end i mean i think i think that's a a fair representation of that energy but i think once you get on the other side of that then yeah there there's definitely a triumph there 
and 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 I think that's great. Um, the uh, um, the other thing I wanted to mention about uh, a couple of the other tracks, uh, you know, it, it's not all just uh, doom and gloom. Uh, you know, not to not to be too punny <laughs> there, but but no, I mean there there's also some uh, uh, songs on there that I found incredibly sweet, like uh, you know, like uh, both uh, uh, spend the night and read to me. You know, kind of like on opposite ends of the album are you know, I mean, uh, incredibly earnest and and um, very wholesome, I, I would say, for lack of for lack of better term, um, and, and just I and and I like just the way that the album is crafted. You know, it's it, it almost uh, uh, feels like a concept album. You know, in 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 a lot of ways, in that it does kind of tell a story in a uh, from a from a certain point of view. Thank you. Well, I love concept albums, and in my you know, um, if, if I was you know not doing anything else i would just want to be making concept albums all day uh-huh. like i have a rock opera that i've been putting off um, <laughs> so i so this i really wanted to be um aesthetically consistent thematically consistent mm-hmm. um which i think it all ends up ends up being that way even though some of it was made at different times but like i did want that kind of like i wanted the cover to be almost Lisa Frank, almost like 90s uh, friendship aesthetic. And that's why the album kickstarted. We had uh, charm bracelets and stuff like that. But um, I wanted it to like to um, to feel like a journey through the character being me. Mm -hmm. And I wanted those, um, you know, I wanted to have those moments of levity in there because I wanted to show, um, you know, that... (laughs) You can be going through all this stuff, but you still can be incredibly in love and you still can have these moments of um, domesticity and contentedness, even though the world is still on fire and even though people you love, you know, everyone's going through stuff. And uh, so I really I did want to kind of have this the concept of the album being that label of best friend and uh how it can be the best thing ever. You can be in love. You can, you know, have some amazing friendships, but it also can suck and it can (laughs) mean losing, you know, and it can mean being manipulated by, you know, friends and family because you're their best friend. You got to do stuff for them and you got to feel guilty. And, you know, so Mm -hmm. it's sort of like I wanted that kind of sometimes to have that sort of cheery bubblegum feeling um, as well in there and it's like i could make a whole album of love songs um and cheerful songs like i definitely write a lot of them um but it's uh but i feel like the ones that i chose um they also have that uh you know they also match that time period and yeah um i feel like every album is a little time capsule because you know all the new songs i'm writing now are just it's a different, you know, it's a different person writing them, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, and one of, one of my favorite things about, about your music and especially several tracks on best friend forever is, uh, the, uh, um, how subversive it is. Like, like for example, uh, you know, like you, you mentioned the, the kind of bubble gumpy poppy sound to some of the tracks, but, um, you know, you, 
on second, third, fourth listen and you start really keying into the lyrics, it's like, wait a minute, this bouncy beach song is about street harassment and catcalling. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I like I like that it it uh it rewards revisiting, if uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Which, you know, um yeah, that uh, that song Kitty, um it is like a bouncy beach anthem. It is in a lot of ways about street harassment, and it does have that. I mean, I would love, I love people to revisit because I do a lot of plays on words in my songs, and um, you know, different meanings. Yeah. And there, there, that song has a bunch of Watchmen like references in it too. Sure. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's fun because you know I love Watchmen, and I love that you can go back and read it a billion times and get something new. So, mm-hmm. so I love to hear that. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, My conversation with Lucia Fasano continues shortly, but right now, though, I'd like to play for you the song that we were just discussing. This is Kitty by Lucia Fasano, and when we come back, we'll talk more about the elaborate production that went into Best Friend Forever, and I learn what a Mellotron is and what it does. All that next on Mike Seibert Radio.
awesome. So as a, as we close out here, because uh, I, I know you've got uh, other engagements, I want to be respectful of your time, but uh-huh. um, could uh, could you talk a little bit about the uh, the production of the album? Because this was, uh, um, you know, the, the um, oh, how am I trying to say it? The, the, the depth of musicsmanship, if that's a word, uh, you know, just the depth of uh, production, musicality, that was the word I was looking for. The uh, uh, just the 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 different instruments that you're playing, like 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 uh, on "Spend the Night." I don't know what that is, but it just sounds like you know have like has like that cool kind of '60s throwback vibe to it. Um, so yeah, I just I, I thought maybe you'd uh, like to spend a couple minutes uh, talking about the production of the album. Yeah. Um, so uh, when I first did Radio Silence, I was like, I want to just do it really stripped down um, because I wanted to be like when I perform it live, you know? So uh, we accomplished that. And then, you know, I fortunately was learning how to play guitar and other stuff as the years went on. Um, So for this one, it's uh, mostly me on guitar. Mm -hmm. And then Kyle, my partner, also um, playing like mostly everything else. (laughs) Okay. Um, Which is so cool. Um, Be like, you have to play guitar in your own love song written about you. That's funny. (laughs) I love it. Um, Yeah. And uh, and so I let myself um, have have fun with being like, hey, I really want somebody's song to sound like a cranberry song. And then like, I really want, um, you know, check in to have that kind of neutral milk hotel, everything going crazy at the end. And Mm -hmm. so first we recorded me with a kazoo. Okay. At the end, and it was like ba 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 ba, and it was really cool. But my kazoo like malfunctioned, like the little paper, and it broke. Oh no! So, so we ended up using a Mellotron, which is like what the Beatles use, and it's a it's a keyboard that has samples from, I believe, like strings and orchestra things. Oh, so, okay. um So it's like you know you've got me on guitar, Kyle on guitar and bass but then you've also got uh you know the that mellotron mm-hmm. doing giving it that cool funky 60s sound and the mellotron is also in read to me and then um in spend the night i wanted it to almost have that like 90s like no doubt me yeah uh, sure you yeah. know then even uh even kelly clarkson or just whatever like wanting mm-hmm. that uh sort of fun pop so that's why we have the and that was the melody that I had in my head that I was like, how do I, yeah. I can't play it myself. So I was like, can you, Kyle, can you play? <laughs> so that's how a lot of that, a lot of that goes. And, um, and it was, it was really fun. And then the Zoom we recorded with my drummer, Casey Clark, who was from my old band, Shady Characters in L.A., mm-hmm. So I moved back and the dooms, um, you know, was very, I was getting ready to go do a, the signing for where we live. And then there was some other horrible shooting, mm-hmm. you know, horrible stuff happening. People I know being sick, people I know dying. And like, so I just sat there and I just wrote the doom in one setting and was, um, I brought it to Casey and was like, I really want to record this. And so we had my little cousin, Allie, she's an opera singer. Um, she just turned 20, I think. And so she was singing the crazy opera on the song. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we just stayed in the studio making it as like haunting and weird. And then Casey produced it. And 
so it was just like, should this be on the album? And I was like, it actually really, you know, I, I think it's it because it was what was happening at yeah. the time, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the cool part about being an indie artist, right? It's like, you know, if you've got enough friends and enough ideas, you know, you can just put something out into the world that's timely and immediate, like now. And I, I thought that was really cool. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, and then the art that I had done for it and the cover art is by Jennifer Houston, who is like my old best friend, you know, like, so the whole thing is that, you know, a lot of amazing people supporting me and then doing mm-hmm. the Kickstarter, so many amazing new friends and people supporting and making it happen. So awesome. I'm, I'm just, I'm just really happy. And um, I just played with Jonah Ray and lose a friend is on the newest episode of Jonah radio. Um, so I'm just, you know, I've, I'm just so happy that it's reaching people the way, you know, that I hoped it would. Awesome. Well, and that's a, I, I know it uh, took us a few to kind of get our uh, schedules to line up. And, and I'm glad it did, actually, because I think I um, I originally wanted to chat before Christmas, before the album dropped. And now I'm glad that, you know, it's it's been out for a month. Um, so, uh, you know, as as we close out, I, I was uh, curious if uh, if you'd like to share what, you know, kind of some of the, the response has been to it. Yeah, um, the responses have been really good. I uh, I I think they're very similar to what you're saying. You know, like I think uh, people sort of um, discovering it and re-listening to it. And I just like that, you know, what people hang on to, like yeah. some people, the message of body image in somebody's song yeah. is like really what what gets to them some people um this artist i love tyler fetter she uh is writing a book about losing her mom and to her like mm. check-in was really captured that and you know so it <laughs> and then other people it's like spend the night it's so much fun and able to listen to it on repeat so i'm just uh yeah i'm i'm feeling really grateful and it's been good <laughs> Uh, We'll be right back to close out with our guest, Lucia Fasano. Again, the new album is Best Friend Forever, available wherever you get digital music. Links in the show notes. This is a tune called Spend the Night. We were just talking about it, uh, featuring some of that sweet Mellotron. Mike Seibert Radio continues right after this.
Excellent. Very cool. Well, uh, the album is Best Friend Forever. It is the latest full-length album from our guest, Lucia Fasano. Um, and uh, before uh, before we let you go, could you let folks know where they can get the album and how we can connect with you on the Internet? Yeah. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at L-U-C-I-A underscore S-A-F-A-N-O. And then um, I'm on Bandcamp under my name, Spotify, um, SoundCloud, um, iTunes, all of that. Just look up Best Friend Forever and look up Lucia Fasano and you will find me. So, yeah, we can send you physical copies from CD Baby. So there's, you know, lots of ways. Very cool. And I'll be performing in L.A. uh, for the next couple of months, too. So you can come find me here. Excellent, and I would recommend you do so, having seen Lucia live before when she came up and played Crackle Fest. Uh, it is it is a fun show, and I I just uh, I I really dug uh, you and and Kyle performing together. I thought I thought that was uh, really sweet and really fun. Oh, thank you. Well, thanks for having me, and congrats on the new move. And thank you. Just, uh, everything is twenty twenty. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for taking the time and the uh, extra time to explain those extra couple things. And we'll uh, uh, we will chat with you um, later on. Wonderful. Talk to you later. All right. Have a great Bye. day. Bye bye. You too. Bye. And you can also support Lucia Fasano out on Patreon. Uh, She provides updates, exclusive content, and sneak previews like songs and comedy videos, scripts, drawings, and more, including links to some of her recent acting gigs. I uh, didn't have time to ask her about that, but uh, she was on Kat Denning's new show Dollface on Hulu, uh, Single Parents on ABC, and HBO's The Deuce. Um, And also, there are music videos available for several of the songs from Best Friend Forever out on YouTube, uh, including Check In, Spend the Night, uh, Somebody Song, as well as individual videos from a live stream uh, that they did for the album as well. All of those are really cool, uh, so be sure and check all of that and more out uh, from our good friend Lucia Fasano. Join us for the following previews. And if you're listening to this episode before Thursday night and you're in the Seattle area, you know, drops Wednesday morning. uh, So there's a good chance that you're picking this up already. But don't forget Kirby Crackle and the Nerd Rock Orchestra this Thursday, January 30th at the Triple Door with Lofts. Uh, There uh, there might still be some good booths and seats available. So uh, don't miss out on this one time only event uh, featuring some of your favorite Nerd Rock songs. the orchestral treatment, uh, not unlike uh, Metallica's SNM album. Uh, tickets are $20 in advance, $25 at the door. Dinner service starts at 6, show is at 7.30. Uh, there will be a photo booth there to meet and greet and get your selfie on. I will be there as well. Um, and it's just going to be a whole lot of fun. Don't miss it. I talked to uh, Kyle Stevens last week, so if uh, uh, to hear more about that show, check out that podcast. 
podcast. And this weekend, uh, Saturday, February 1st, I will be at Nerd Fair at the Linwood Convention Center uh, north of Seattle reading with SpecScript, uh, like I was mentioning uh, with Lucia earlier. Show starts at 2.45, and that's all I know uh, right now as of this recording. So uh, your best resource, uh, I guess, uh, uh, keep an eye out on Mike Seibert Radio Facebook and Twitter uh, for updates as soon as I get them. Uh, hopefully they will announce the uh, uh, title um, prior to uh, Saturday. But um, Nerd Fair is a is a brand new uh, small convention, um, and they were at Cybefest Northwest uh, last uh, last summer, um, and it seems really cool. So I'm I, I'm excited that I have uh, an opportunity to go up and check that out. So if you are in uh, uh, north of Seattle in the Linwood area, pop on by a Nerd Fair, check out all the um, cool vendors and stuff and things, and then stick around uh, for a reading of SpecScript. That's uh, I've uh, I've been uh, um, I, I've been waiting for the opportunity uh, to hang out with uh, with Chris Hotomy and the gang, and it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, as for next week's podcast, uh, we are finally getting around to celebrating episode 250, and it's the long-awaited return of Aaron, Ryan, and Caleb, the Autopod Decepticast, as we slip back into being uh, Transformers adjacent for a few, uh, right before my annual coverage of Crackle Fest uh, kicks off. Um, as a reminder, Friday, March 13th, it is Crackle Fest X. Capping off the celebration of 10 years of Nerd Rock during Emerald City Comic Con weekend at Hard Rock Seattle, uh, featuring live looping and mermaid pop from Emily McVicker and the rowdiest nerd rockers I've ever seen, H2 Awesome from Denver, plus Kirby Crackle's headline set list is their iconic fan favorite album, E for Everyone, also celebrating uh, 10 years of release this year. Uh, that album will be played front to back. You know all the words to all the songs, so come on out and hang out with us in the cavern room after that uh, long, hard day out on the convention floor. Uh, there's going to be themed drinks, specials, and more. I will be your host, uh, CrackleFest 10, March 13th, Hard Rock Seattle, KirbyCrackleMusic.com. And that will do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening and continuing to hang out with me every week. And if, uh, if you want to listen to our past shows, subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Like, share, rate, and review the show. Tell me what you think and what I could do better. Mike Seibert Radio is produced by Dave Sanders. For my guest, Lucia Fasano, my name is Mike. This has been Mike Seibert Radio. And until next time, make good choices. You've been listening to the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Mike Seibert Radio. Email us at MikeCybertRadio at gmail.com. The spelling on that, of course, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE. Once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music. For more like it, check out ByDoorMusic.com. This has been a Mike Seibert Radio production. Meet the cast of Star Wars. Pussy face. Davy Jones. Pussy face. Toga.
Indiana Jones. Leela. Darth Maul. Santa. C-3PO. Winter Soldier. Ewok. This one, Chewbacca. 